Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. Hello everybody, I am Alex. And I'm Nick. You're listening to The Thread with Hennessy on SohoRadioLondon.com. This is The Thread Show, Nick and Alex. You heard the new one from Sans Souci, I'm On. Before that, Nick Hakim. A new one from him, Small Things, one of my favourite artists. Uh, a new album promised to be on the way. Before that was... You heard the Free Nationals featuring uh, Kaja Bonet, who has done a song with uh, Sans Souci. We'll get into that a little bit later. And at the top of that section was Scott McKeon, uh, absolutely blistering guitarist, hailing from London, England. Um, so, yeah, this is episode 122, I believe. Or no, 120? It's 120. It's the 120th episode. We're approaching five years of the show. Um, and... Our guest has joined us. You just heard her song, I'm On. I'm happy to call her a friend, but I would. me and Nick always joke around when we hear new music. We say, oh, that person has it. I don't know what it is, but they've got it. Uh, and, I, and, and this is definitely one of those people, I, and my, and my, I've had the opportunity to, to actually see her work in her writing process, um, and I've listened to a lot of her music, and I have to say, just it's the, the infectious hooks that just kind of like pour out uh, is is really spellbounding and it's amazing to witness. And I think this is an artist that we're going to be listening to for a long, long time. And it's a pleasure and an honor to introduce to the thread Sans Souci. Ah, hello! Oh my God, what an introduction! So ambitious. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming down. It's nice to do this in person as well. This is like only True. the second one back, I think, of doing wow. it in person. So this is great. Uh, I, I think we should just get start um, with the name. For all the people who aren't multilingual like myself, what does what what Sanssouci mean? Okay, so Sanssouci, first of all, the spelling is really difficult, so I'm going to spell it for you. S A N S S O U C I S, because I, I did it all the times at gigs. It was actually really funny because sometimes mm. I make mistakes myself. But uh, Sanssouci means um, no worries or like carefree. Um, and it's a name that my grandma gave me. Uh, when I was a child um, and I feel like she called me like that because I was that kind of child that would speak to everyone and just be always really happy and joyful um, yeah so in my family they give nick nicknames to everyone and and when I decided to pick my artist name I just thought I want that kid to be with me um, all the way when I do music um, so that's a short story around it that's great. I mean, you hear creatives always talking about if you like trying to find the inner child, right? Because that's when we don't judge ourselves so much and, and we just get on with things and, and create. Um, that's beautiful. So, do you, um, when you said I, when I decide was deciding my artist name, how how far back are we talking? Uh, I 
think it was five years ago actually my god uh i was i was studying at uni um and then i just felt like i needed to uh, express myself through some writing so that's how i started um yeah and and it was kind of straightforward i i remember i had a few friends that were writing songs and like we're, we're starting their journey into songwriting as well and everyone was kind of deciding you know am i going to be called with my first name with my second name both together and then i just thought wow my grandma gave me a great name i'm just going to pick that one and there was a band uh there's actually an electronic band called sans souci without the s at the end so i added one s and i was like there should be no lawsuit there should be no lawsuit there so um why london when how long have you been here what, what made you come and where did you where did you grow up give, give us the the whole thing so oh, uh, sorry yeah <laughs> so i was born in italy in the north of italy in a city called modena uh where they have balsamic vinegar ferrari and uh, tortellini which which you know place it in a really nice spot um and then uh, my grandparents um were from the south of italy so um my father's generation is the first one that was raised in the north of italy and uh, part of my family is originally from congo from the side of my mother um and yeah so that was my background and uh, at some point i decided to uh leave my country too so just move somewhere else so i think i feel like my family is a family of immigrants which is beautiful it opened up my mind to so many options in life um and i chose london because i love loads of artists from london i feel like I, I always had this dream of making international music and, and reaching out to an international audience. And somehow to me, um, cities like London or New York or um, L.A., like they, they really um, they really mean something for international music. They, we, we can't deny it. So for me, London was was kind of uh, a big choice um, to make it happen for myself. And I'd love to hear about your your roots into music as well. What were your what were your first records that you were hearing, and when was the first time you thought you caught the music bug? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, I always go with the first thing that comes to my head when people ask me these kind of questions because I love so much and I can't pinpoint really. But I remember listening to D'Angelo and the Vanguard's uh, Black Messiah when I was at uni, mm. and that was kind of a time where I understood music is such a big universe of sounds and and personalities and uh, you know like even just getting into production uh through songwriting and understanding you know that there's so much um behind uh the work of of an artist that for me was mind-blowing um just getting to know that sort of refinement in music changed my life so i would say that album definitely was was something that um is gonna stick to me. Was that the kind of what put? Because you're you're you produce your music as well. It must be mm -hmm. said. Um, kind of you write with the guitar and with virtual instruments. You self-produce. Um, was 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 it records like that? And was it that time as kind of like a, a late teen or whatever in uni where you just decided like I'm not gonna rely on other musicians as well. I'm just gonna produce myself. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was definitely a uni because I started doing music with a band uh, and... Uh, the drummer ruined it, right? <laughs> oh my God, I wish we were in live. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't cut, know anybody cut. in the band. It's just a joke. No, I never had a band in my life. <laughs> 
anyways, it was really difficult to make decisions because I feel like I had really um, precise ideas of what I wanted to do sonically. But uh, I must be honest, I really had no idea what was the job of a producer. I just thought, because because people talk about the producer as someone that is an entity that makes mm. someone sound. At some point, I was just like, what? I do make my music. Like, I pick my musicians and I show them parts that I would like them to play. And mm. when we record, I, I give directions to people. So I was just thinking okay, I probably need to do a bit of research on the role of the producer itself and understand if actually I'm a producer myself. Um, and that's how we started. Then, then I went solo, uh, naturally. And I also understood that it takes years to become the kind of producer I have in my head. But also, you need, you need to put your sound out there and you need to start somewhere. Um, I don't want to wait forever to, to actually, you know, make my biggest and wildest dreams come true. I feel like it's it, it needs to be very organic. And um, and I, I just needed to put some music out there to test people, to test who was listening to my music and who was my audience and where was my audience with the kind of sound that I liked. So most naturally, I started producing with my guitar and with my vocals. Then I moved into strings, then I moved into some more programmed drums and then a bit of synths. And now I'm finally like getting to a sound that I'm really, really proud of and happy um, about. Um, and also working with different people like that was a really formative experience. Just working with other producers and co-producing music gave me a chance to learn so much about things that I didn't know at the time I was doing them. So that, that was my journey with production. Well, the production on the latest single is superb, and I understand as well it was the, the the lyrics on that song were about finding your creative voice again after sort of maybe having a bit of a a, a knockback or something. Do you want to talk a bit about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wrote this song. I started writing this song that was actually produced by myself and this guy called Sid Rim, amazing electronic producer. Um, and I started writing this song when I think in April. Um, last year which was the beginning of of this pandemic that changed our lives and uh, i was coming out of a long period of depression like i feel like it was like four years of depression ups and downs um but uh, i'm a high function I, I, I was a high functioning depressed person so i didn't really know up until i was two years into my depression that i i just wasn't feeling like myself um, so at that stage of my life, like around April, I was so excited about like having found myself again that I really didn't want pandemic to take over um, my life um, and just letting me snowball into um, into another phase that would have been, you know, another development of depression or, mm. or sadness. Mm. So I, I just relied on my creativity for most of the first um, the first lockdown. Uh, and when I wrote this song, I was literally just thinking, you know, I'm ready. I'm alive. Um, I'm so happy. And, and I was trying to describe actually the act that uh, brought me to Sit, sitting down to my studio and writing this song because I was doing something completely different and at some point I just felt like wow I need to write a song I sat down recorded the vocals did some drums uh, a bit of, a, of, of the bass line and everything came together and it was so beautiful and I had to write about that moment and about the fact that that is me at my um, 
highest level of beauty in this in this moment. Um, so yeah, that that's that's how it happened. In a minute. <laughs> <laughs> in a minute, exactly. So cheesy. Um, we're gonna play you. So we always have our guests pick uh, some tunes to play that are inspiring them, what they're listening to now. We're gonna play some of that in just a minute. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to add before I forget. So at some point in this pandemic, and I was scrolling around, and I saw there was a fund for London artists. There was something. There was some campaign, and I was watching it, and it was Oscar Jerome and yourself and a couple other artists promoting uh, like an online educational tool or something. Yeah. And I watched some of this video from you, and you said, and your intro was so amazing. And I might paraphrase it wrong. And I wanted to just t- ask you to kind of clarify. Um, you were talking, doing some sort of class about artistry and being yourself and writing for yourself. And you said, uh, being an individual, uh, being yourself as an artist, being your true self as an artist is revolutionary in itself because we live in a world that, that stresses conformity, something along those lines. I thought that was really profound, uh, especially for somebody who's kind of just starting to release their own music in a, in a way. I mean, yeah. um, so do you want to talk about just that ethos that, that you carry? Yeah. Um, I feel like well, that course was aimed first, firstly at people between 11 and 18 years old, but obviously open to everyone. Um, and I really wanted to make it simple enough and straightforward enough for people to understand what, what I mean by you know, being unique and being yourself when you're an artist. Um, so my, my philosophy as an artist, if you, if you want to be um, successful in the most fulfilling way possible, is to actually being happy with who you are. Um, and being happy with who you are means that you, you have to be brave sometimes and, and just um, trying to push yourself not to compare what you do with other people or compare your personal success uh, to other people's success because everyone has their own journey. Um, and I am really proud um, of every single choice that I make because the criteria is always to be myself and being happy with the whole process regardless of how weird or how different from other people that might sound Um, because the final goal of music and being an artist is actually to see beauty and experience beauty and feeling alive and beauty can be everywhere really so i just felt like that was an important message to deliver to young young people Man, and you, you bypass the the fifteen years of like going down a black hole like most artists do. So like, <laughs> uh, like uh, amazing. Like I, I found I find that to be such a profound and beautiful message. So th- so thank you. Um, you threw me three tunes. I, I and I was surprised at all the choices. So you sent a Saint Vincent tune, a Paul McCartney tune featuring Krongling, and a tune by Jungle. What are we gonna play first? Jungle. Jungle. Tell me. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm not on the jungle train. I don't know them so well. So tell me. I just. I just love them. I think they're really, really unique and authentic. Uh, Is this the new one? Yeah. It's a great video. Yeah. Love the video. And they're coming with with the dancers. Yeah. Like they're, they're amazing. And I feel like. This is this is definitely some inspiring material. I like I spent so much time in 2020 listening to classics because I I needed to rely on something where I felt safe. And this year I feel like 
I'm, I'm discovering so much new music and that's why I picked this song because it's a new song. It's exciting, it's inspiring and they're coming out with an album. They're one of my favorite bands and uh, yeah, I'm going to throw it out there in the universe uh, if they want me to open their shows. I'm here, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> a big shot. <laughs> but yeah, so enjoy this tune. This is The Thread Show, and that was Sanssouci's first choice. Uh, the new one from Jungle, Keep Moving, and a fantastic video to go with it. Check it out on YouTube and other streaming platforms. Um, yeah, um, I'd like to ask uh, Sanssouci, I heard that... Um, well, I was, I was interested to hear you say it's important to have a hobby outside of music. Yeah. Because I remember I'm a, I'm a failed musician from... Uh, oh, my God, no, from, don't say that. ...from another time, and I had... <laughs> I had bands when I was, you know, at university. The fame got to him. We went down the black hole. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and uh, I remember, like, I used to, at university, when I was so absorbed playing music, I would actually, it would actually destroy my enjoyment, a mm -hmm. little bit of it, because I was just so in it the other time, and it would destroy my enjoyment of just listening as a fan of other people's music as well. And when I was able to take a, ba a, a step back or even just a break for two weeks, I'd come back so much more wide-eyed and ready to receive it, you know? So I was yeah. interested to, to hear you say that. And I understand paint, painting and meditation are two of, two of yours. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about why that's important for you? Yeah, um, I definitely feel like I had that moment too where basically every time I would go to gigs or I would listen to music, I would just go straight into my right brain analyze everything that people Analyzing were doing yeah, like exactly, yeah. insane it was really bad yep. i just felt like i don't want to do this job anymore yep. it was it was really bad because i don't know and also imagine like you go to a gig and imagine the perform and they look at you and i'm pretty sure like people that are over overthinking things they have such a weird expression because i see them mm. and i was probably doing the same so i i just want to enjoy myself when i go to gigs so at that stage I started to understand that music was giving me a lot of anxiety and yes. it was around the end of, of uni. Um, and I've always loved to paint. Um, it was it's, it's a thing that I've always done ever since I started going to school because um, in Italy, actually, art is something, is something that you do quite often in primary and secondary school. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like when I paint, it's like I don't exist mm. and it's really beautiful. I just... I love colors, so even like picking colors and like the texture of paint, especially oil paint and working on a canvas and like looking at something and trying to replicate what you have in front of you, it's, it's meditation itself. So for me, that's, that's the most peaceful um, space ever. And also when you finish your painting, you can hang it and you know, there's like a whole journey into the painting. Sometimes right. it takes like 10 days and sometimes it takes one hour. So it's it's a story. Like every time I see my paintings, I know the story behind it. So I find it really inspiring and it takes my head off music again. Um, and then meditation is something that naturally is part of this process. So I do reckon that ever since I started meditating more often, um, I, I can enjoy my day more. Yeah. 
I'm naturally a very anxious person. So to manage my anxiety, I need to do meditation at the beginning of the day. And then I can go slower and I can see things clearer. Uh, and I definitely feel like if I don't do it, uh, I'm all over the places. So that helps. And it helps me enjoying music too. Understanding what are my needs and what I actually want to do and what I don't want to do. Especially when you, you, you talked about practice, sometimes you, you don't have to push yourself too hard to mm. like practice things and like doing this and finishing this project. There's some periods of time where you just don't have the capacity to do it and it's important to step back and get bored because then you get back and you're so much more open to all the beauty. So yeah. So you really don't want to get into the thing of, which I think anybody who plays an instrument um, and, and like really gotten into it has probably done it's where you're watching a gig or you're listening to music and you're strictly thinking about like can i play that <laughs> my, you know yeah, like yeah. am i, am I going to figure yeah. that out like what key is, i need to figure that out i'm going to practice yeah. I, I need to share this I'm, i need i, I need know. to be able to play that it's like that's not why the tune was or that written guitarist, <laughs> or that guitarist is playing that that's really easy why why are they there and i'm here like, yeah well, any oh, of that I kind of that. thinking is really yeah, really yeah. bad there's, yeah. there's everything yeah. going on and like it just pushes you away from the gig like literally i yeah. spent some gigs looking at guitarists playing guitar and that's it yeah. Like just yeah. looking at their hands how they were moving like what are they doing yeah. oh my god that chord do i know it don't i know it like yeah. why is this voicing and i'm like no yeah literally that is not the point and Th there's a there's a book i just got uh i was listening to jeff tweedy on a podcast he's the leader mm -hmm. of wilco and i think he's he's quite a really good writer and uh he, he wrote a book called like how to write us write one how to write one song and it's Amazing. it's it's a really good read. I'm reading it right now. Like I think even if you're not a songwriter, give it a mm. give it a read. It's it, it's really cool, really really cool. Nice. And it kind of talks about this stuff, um, like just goes super minimalist. It's really awesome. Yeah, the importance of stepping back and not overanalyzing every little thing that goes into every track. You just you get you get yourself try to get yourself back to when you were a kid and you first heard music for the first time and you know mm -hmm. it's that that innocent approach yeah to, to, to loving music let's yeah. hear another yeah. song let's hear um let's hear so are we going to do palmer palmer Cartney with krongbin or saint vincent tell me now okay because i always name saint vincent because i love her uh i would say paul mccartney now and krongbin because the tune is beautiful Cramping remix of Pretty Boys off the Paul McCartney remix album. Uh, right, so the, the the time has come. It is a great pleasure to, well, you've heard her speaking with us, Sansu C, but now she's going to perform live in studio a uh, stripped down version of her song Red Coat. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank for me, you. that evokes the spirit, if you don't mind me saying, of Leanne La Havas and Joni Mitchell together. Oh my God. At the same time. Yeah. Yes. Wow. What <laughs> if a compliment. They were collaborating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, giants of music. So that's a good comparison. Definitely. Um, we can give you a minute to kind of get up and 
yeah, get over yeah, get yeah, over yeah. to your, your microphone. I would love to. Um, I would love to hear about the studio version of that song because, as I'm aware, there's quite a collaboration, quite a feature on there. So why don't you talk about the making of that song? There, you're at the mic again. Um, yeah, such a such a great experience to be able to work with Kadia Monet on on this track. Mm. Um, arranged strings for Red Coat and uh, it was a dream come true honestly I just didn't expect her to to jump on on the song like I just showed her the song and I I really connect to so her let music. me stop you did you just send her a message this is a demo please do the song with me is that how it went yes that's how humble and beautiful this woman is um, I sent her a message through Instagram true story <laughs> I just said, I'm a huge fan of yours. I struggle to connect with artists to the level I'm connected to your music. Um, I'd love you to listen to this demo of my song where there were crappy, like, splashes of strings on top of it. Like, I literally recorded double bass on a MIDI. So, I don't know. I just sent it because I was like, she would sound so amazing on this. And uh, literally a day later, she just just saw the message replied and she said i love it would you like me to arrange it so yeah done it um so it was it was great i feel like um she's one of those artists that really really loves music and uh, listens to music which is not obvious unfortunately so she listens to to music and she really uh tunes into what resonates to her because um i definitely feel like she was quite generous by being a future on my project mm. like these early stages and um yeah so basically the production of the whole song is really connected to my heritage i wanted to create this sort of folk jazz experience that could be palatable for a pop audience as well in the sense that there's like certain people like pink floyd uh, or the Beatles that were able to put together so much uh, from their background, like um, jazz and folk, mo- most of that were rock, and then translated into something that was actually um, accessible. Um, and this song was kind of born in the same way for me. And then, yeah, just added some textures coming from Calabria, the region where my grandparents are coming from. So there's like a dance called Tarantella, where like people use a tambourine and like it's a very like pacing rhythm because um, it's, it's very evocative. I just wanted to talk about something really, um, really primal um, in the song. Just wherever evil finds its ways, um, wherever like negativity or, or just like um, any sort of... Um, any any sort of negative energy that influences behaviors and patterns in our society um, that we absorb, they're in this song for me. So definitely talking about um, unprivileged people and you know people that live in in our society, Western society, and that don't benefit of of privileges, mm-hmm. um, and how the story comes about and and where does that come from? Um, so there's quite a lot of ideas in there and I'm, I'm just trying to explore these themes at my own pace um, and with my own poetry let's say well I'll, I'll be tuned in for all of it so uh, thank you for all that you do and uh, thank you for your performance just there thank you for coming on it's been great I think we're probably going to play out the show really we don't have that much time we want to play some more music let's play the St. Vincent tune that you picked because yeah. I know we're both big fans <laughs> of St. Vincent I had the pleasure of seeing her a couple summers ago 
what's this track? Is this off the new record? Yeah. Um, I think the record is not out yet, uh, but she released a couple of singles. So this is the... Which one have I picked from the, the two? The Melting of the Sun? Yes. The, the, I- of the irony of that title. <laughs> <I love. laughs> the video is amazing as well. Like we were talking about videos. Oh, my God. It's just like a trip. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It was just so nice to have a chat about music and life and in real life, like with humans. people. Absolutely. Humans. IRL. IRL <laughs> is always better. I just wanted to ask as well, before we go into the track, is there, is there any live gigs on the, on, the, on the horizon? I'd love to come and check out a full Soussi gig. There's going to be. I'm not allowed to uh, announce. Oh, you can tell us. Th- there is going to be. But okay, I can actually announce that my next DP um, is going to come out on the 24th of September. So keep your eyes peeled. And um, yeah, it's going to be me, me, my production, my songwriting, as you've experienced so far, in a full package. Um, I'm really excited about it. So... Put in Fantastic. the diary. September soon. 24. September 24, everyone. Maybe even a jungle <laughs> support set. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Why not? <laughs> Oh. 